Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And I'm Lindsay. And today we are going to do an episode of a place we went to together a few weeks ago um, in Excelsior Springs, Missouri, which is really just about a half half an hour away from Kansas City. And it was just a really cool place. Absolutely. It's like this huge hotel and spa, you know, in a kind of an unexpected location. Really neat. Yeah, a super, super neat place. And, you know, we talk about the old ghost hunters a lot on this show, I feel like. It it, it was featured on Ghost Hunters back in the day. It was. And they, they caught evidence. I know. So that was really intriguing to me when we went here, too. I was like, well, if Ghost Hunters found some stuff, that's that is interesting. This is Your Haunted Holiday at the Elms Hotel and Spa. Okay, guys, so this week we do want to dedicate this episode, kind of an unusual thing. Um, my dog Brandy passed away really unexpectedly. It was really sad and tragic um, just this past week, and we featured her a couple of times on this show. She's been to, she's one of these lucky dogs that's been able to go to a couple of different haunted locations. She got to live in the lap of luxury at the Hermitage Hotel in Nashville, and then she also, I think she saw a ghost at the Foley House Inn when she stayed with us, so just a really sad thing, but we love that dog, Brandy, and we, we will miss her, so. Yes, she is just the sweetest dog and was always so full of energy and life, so we're so sad to see her go. So everybody, send your thoughts to Brandy. We actually asked her when we went to the vet to, you know, kind of say our goodbyes. We were like, Brandy, you better come back and haunt us. Yeah, we did. We said, hey, you know, feel free to come visit us anytime. We won't be, we will not be scared. Um, but I have not had any, any signs of her as far as that goes. I've been kind of trying to pay attention, but I will say I'm kind of glad actually. I think it's, I think she's moved on yeah. you know, to the other side. Yeah, I, I, I see that point too, for sure. So very sad, but are you ready to talk about the Elms Hotel? I am. Okay. Unfortunately, Brandy did not go with us to the Elms Hotel. However, I do think it is pet friendly. It um, is. From some of my research, which is pretty cool. And this place is in, like I said, Excelsior Springs, Missouri. And it's another one of these towns that kind of pop popped up in the 1800s because they had a discovery of these healing mineral waters and springs. And, you know, I'm always a little bit skeptical about things like, well, water attracts ghosts, but this does seem to be like a theme in some of our episodes where there are these hotels that aren't really necessarily in a, a big city. It may have been a big city at the time because people were attracted to the mineral springs for for healing and now these hotels are known to be super haunted i know it's a theme we've had multiple of these like the crescent hotel is one of them gosh there's there's several where water seems to draw spirits 
And I wonder if part of that goes back, Lindsay, you know, it, it could be truly that maybe these spring waters do attract spirits. But I also wonder if part of that is, you know, a lot of sick people are attracted to going to, you know, these towns back then because they're looking for some sort of miracle cure, something to help them heal. And it probably resulted actually in more deaths in that part of the world. That's possible. I think you're right. I mean, it really could be a lot of things. So this town popped up, you know, it really kind of became a popular area in the country, specifically for the mineral water that was supposed to be healing. And the Elms Hotel was originally built back in 1888, so the late 1800s as a result of this. And, you know, what's crazy about this place is it's actually burned down twice, okay? So the original structure was made of wood and it burned down about 10 years after it was built in 1898. Now what I will say from both of these fires, apparently there are no reported fatalities or injuries at least on the record. So we can't necessarily attribute ghosts to that, but it's still kind of crazy that it burned down twice. Now it was rebuilt in 1909 and only three months later, was when it burned down a second time, which is oh my gosh, just wild. They put all this time and energy into it. So then in 1912, they were like, you know what? We're going to rebuild this thing, but screw the wood. We're not going to make it out of wood anymore, right? <laughs> right? And they ended up building it out of the local area limestone. And limestone is another one of those things that people seem to attribute to ghosts. There tends to be, you know, a lot of limestone in certain areas. I think back to the Stanley Hotel in yep. Estes Park. That is obviously, most people know what the Stanley Hotel is, and we've done an episode on that. But they attribute it to limestone. So this whole building is made out of that, which is, I think, kind of cool. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, you know, that's one of the big theories, right? So you've got the springs, you also have people who went for the healing powers. So probably a little bit more death than what normally would have been the case. And then the limestone factor. Yeah, absolutely. Now, this place did bring some interesting characters. So 1920s, 1930s, you know, they were really pulling in some celebrities, some big names. The biggest name that they talk about a lot at this place, though, is Al Capone, one of the bigger ones. And another odd yeah. trend is that Al Capone seems to go to a lot of these places. Like, he was all over the place. Absolutely. Like, he wasn't just Al in Chicago. He was Absolutely. Everywhere. We talked about him in the Congress Hotel. We talked um, about him um, also at, what was it, the Biltmore Hotel, the Biltmore. possibly, right? Gosh, that mafia guy, he got around. He went all over the country. He did. Now, he did not die here. Nobody is actually suspecting Al Capone of... Um, haunting the Elms Hotel. But what is fascinating about this is it turned into like a really popular speakeasy in the country. Like he would come down to the Elms Hotel on a regular basis and in the basement area, 
they would set up like illegal gambling parties with alcohol and like everybody would go and have a blast apparently he would tip the people working there like hundred dollar bills and just like line them up and start mm-hmm. handing out cash i mean that's a pretty cool story one of the things that i thought was really interesting i mean this place was so popular and and it was a known speakeasy and police would regularly go in there and try to make different attempts at busting it up right well at one of these times where the police actually showed up to bust the party the governor of missouri was there enjoying some alcohol and gambling and he is quoted as saying to the cops how about you go bust someone really breaking the law (laughs) i can say i don't disagree with them go find better things to do exactly so today where the speakeasy was it was in the basement at the time they have now put in this european lap pool into that basement that wasn't there at the time it's actually really really cool we went swimming in there of course as part of our investigation we had to go take a trip to the lap pool but apparently it's suspected like this is not confirmed but they do think that one of the the gamblers there was shot in the corner of this basement that is now the lap pool by the mob so we don't know for sure that this happened but this is a very common story that is told there Probably one of the other most famous visitors, and this is actually like a pretty crazy story in history, if you really think about it, is Truman, President Truman. So in 1948, during the election, he decided like he wanted to get away from the campaign. He was listening to the radio. It sounded like his campaign might be losing. He was stressed out. He decided, I'm going to go to this spa and this hotel, and I'm just going to get away from everything so he goes there with his secret service enjoys the spa goes to bed the next morning if you're into presidential history you will know that everybody thought Dewey was gonna win he assumed he had lost when he went to bed I'm not sure how he went to sleep on election night not really knowing the outcome (laughs) right? right but I think he had assumed that he had been defeated and he wakes up to his campaign staff rushing in saying oh my gosh you won right Today, they actually have a suite there that they call the Truman Suite. This is now room number 300. And, you know, throughout this place, there is ghostly activity. But, of course, the Truman Suite also has some ghostly activity associated with it as well. One of the other stories that I had heard while we were actually on the ghost tour, I wasn't able to validate this, but apparently in room 422, there was a man that held his wife hostage and committed a murder-suicide in that room. Oh, oh my gosh. Horrible. Absolutely terrible. But again, some form of tragedy obviously has occurred here. And, you know, in a hotel this old, like, who knows what all has happened in those rooms that, that could lend itself to some ghosts.
This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine-tangling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. All right, so like I said, there is activity reported pretty much everywhere in this hotel. The staff there has absolutely endless stories about things that they've experienced. Honestly, way too many for us to even cover. We did go on the ghost tour while we were there, and even the guy who does the ghost tour is like, I could talk about the ghosts and the experiences I've had for hours, but we only have 45 minutes, so he's going to throw in you know, the best of the ghost stories. Right. So keeping in mind that, right, I'm going to call out some really specific areas of the hotel that I think are going to be prominent locations for you to search for ghosts. But I really think the reality is here, like anywhere on these grounds, you could experience something. So one of the places that you're going to want to go is the tavern. And it's really a bar that's just outside the lobby area that's pretty nice and overlooking like the outdoor pool and that spot there's a lot of activity in there including what they say are like shadows people um, outside in the pool area have actually looked in the windows at night when nobody was supposed to be there and have seen like people walking across and they suspect you know somebody's in there getting into the alcohol we better go check and they go Mm -hmm. look and it's locked nobody's there you know they're not able to make any sense of that Um, but the other thing that you want to look for is apparently there is a man in a white suit that will come out of the bookshelves in the tavern area so you're gonna want to keep an eye out for that when you are there now the other place that I thought was interesting I just mentioned the outdoor pool one of the stories that I read was that apparently there was a husband and wife hanging out at the pool pretty late at night and the wife said there is somebody laying at the bottom of the pool like maybe somebody's drowned like what happened right so she tells her husband her husband like dives down immediately trying to you know save whoever it is at the bottom of the pool and when he gets down there nobody's there so he starts to surface to say i didn't see anybody and apparently he started feeling like a pulling sensation like something trying to pull him under the water oh that's scary that is terrifying at least it's clear water it's like you know if it's murky like water at a lake or an ocean 
and you don't know what's below you, that's, that's pretty terrifying. But to have something, to be able to tell there's nothing below you and to have right. the sensation of pulling on your leg, that's also pretty terrifying. That is terrifying. Now, the other pool area in the hotel is, of course, also suspected to be haunted, that new European lap pool that they've put in there. And that pool is really, really cool, okay? Like, I gotta say, it, it's a very unique pool. It, at one point, I think it was like the only European lap pool in the country. And we're going to post pictures of this for all of you to see and potentially even some video that we took down there on our website. So make sure to go to yourhauntedholiday.com in the episode section if you're curious to see what that looks like. But it's really, really neat. And I would say this is one of the more haunted areas of the hotel itself. So I had mentioned that they think that there was a gambler down there that was killed by the mob back in the speakeasy days apparently Lindsay the guy who does the ghost tour there he says that he was down there you know kind of locking up closing the pool area down for the night and he saw a man sitting in a chair in that corner where they Mm -hmm. think somebody was shot to the point where he was leaning forward watching him Ooh, ominous yes So we made a point to go and stay in that corner of the area um, where they think that guy was killed and where he saw that um, figure in the chair. And I got to say, we did not really experience any activity there. We did bring our K2 meters. I took a bunch of photos with my phone because they also say occasionally people might take a photo and catch like an apparition in it sometimes. Um, So I really was trying to take a bunch of photos and catch something, but we just didn't really have much luck with that, unfortunately. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I even had the K2 meter like in the pool trying to catch any sort of anomaly. We went down like, because it's open till midnight, which is pretty awesome for all of their pools are open till midnight. So we went down like a little after, I think 1 a.m. or so they had it like locked off and we're looking through to see if we could spot anything you know even while it was shut down and no one else was down there so we made a real effort to catch something for you guys but sometimes you find something sometimes you don't and it's supposed to be really active and that's just one of the spirits that you could see down there there's also I guess a woman that can be seen looking for a child and apparently she's just like angry and screaming like looking for her kid Mm -hmm. she is also known to pull people's hair and like throw objects at people because she's like pissed off I guess that's just unnecessary pulling the hair you know how I feel about that just not good agreed now also in the lap pool you can see shadows a lot of times people will see what they say is like a shadow coming out of the pool or even water moving on its own without you know kind of having a disturbance there without anybody actually being in the pool so kind of strange the other thing is you could hear kids giggling so maybe it's like the kid that that lady is looking for you know is down there also right the place i wonder but batteries are also known to die down there. So if you bring your phone or some sort of device, a lot of times it's said that your battery is going to die. It happens quite a bit, I guess. Well, that's typical. You know, it, it, the theory is, right, that you've got spirits trying to burner that energy in some way. And so that's why 
that kind of thing happens. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Now let's talk about some of the specific rooms and the different floors of the building. So we stayed on the fifth floor and we had a really nice room, I will say. It had like a, a separate seating area, you know, in a separate room and then an actual bedroom. It was really updated and nice. I was, I agree. I was impressed with the room. I liked it quite a bit. I was. Now, in researching this, the fifth floor is definitely haunted. They've experienced plenty of things up there, including voices and things kind of getting moved on their own, that kind of stuff. But that is considered one of the lesser haunted floors. It's haunted, but there's some other floors that they think are experiencing quite a bit more activity. And I would say the fourth floor is probably going to be the area that you're going to want to stay. There is a lot of different rooms on there that experience things. Um, one of those is room 422, which I mentioned in our first segment of the show. And if you remember, that is where supposedly that man held his wife hostage and committed a murder-suicide. And apparently what's creepy about this is the TV in the room will turn on by itself. And this is the only room where they've ever experienced this. And what is even weirder to me, right, is that apparently this has been happening so long that like back when they had like the actual like big tube TVs, Mm -hmm. it was happening then. And then even today, now that they've transitioned over, of course, to flat screen TVs, it's still happening. So they've changed out the TV, everything, but it just continues to happen in that room, which is super creepy. Very weird. It's interesting that the ghost has figured out the new technology. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Something's going on there. That's a good point. The most haunted room in the hotel is room 425, also on the fourth floor. So... If you're going to go here, try to request 425. I kind of got the feeling that it is in high demand. When we went there, there were a ton of people that were just interested in the ghosts. They were there for the haunting. Mm -hmm. Like, I was surprised by that. People were already staying in that room. We couldn't get in. But in there, you're going to feel a lot of things like shadows, somebody maybe sitting at the end of the bed, for example. But one of the more famous stories that comes from this room is there was, you know, a couple women that were staying there. And, you know, the guy who runs the ghost tour, actually, he did a lot of maintenance. He was there late. And he noticed that they're checking out like late at night, you know, probably around midnight or something. And he goes up to him. He's like, hey, is everything all right? What's going on? And they were like, well, we were in our room and we noticed like the door handle was jiggling and they just assumed, well, somebody, you know, must have the wrong room. And so they yelled out wrong room. And then it kept happening. They went out there. Nobody's in the hallway. And so they just got freaked out. Well, what freaked him out even more is when the guy who does the ghost tours told them, well, you do realize that the way the handles are set up in all of these rooms is that if I turn the handle from the outside, you don't see it move on the inside. They are working independently of each other and vice versa. So, and we actually tested this theory. We did. In our own room and we said, do these handles work independently? So if I turn it from the outside, could I see it from the inside? And you cannot. So what does that tell you, Lindsay? That the ghost is in the room. Right. 
something in the room was moving the door handle. <laughs> yeah. And they were cool. like, yep, we're out. Peace. Like, see you later. <laughs> so that is one of the more famous stories that they tell about room 425. But, you know, they say that that is the room where they definitely hear the most stories, have the most experiences, just generally speaking. So try to get that room if you can. Moving down to the third floor, this is also where the Truman Suite is, so one of the nicer rooms in the hotel if you're interested in staying there. Again, another haunted room, but some of the things that you should look for are footsteps. Footsteps are heard in this room a lot, as well as apparently the sensation of somebody watching you. In room 347, I was kind of fascinated by this because apparently they're having new activity there. They've always had activity, I guess, that has been really positive and nice. I mean, I guess other than the lady in the lap pool pulling your hair and throwing right. it at you, right? But in that third floor, they started experiencing people getting scratched in a certain Ugh. area of that building. And what they suspect is that maybe somebody was doing something with a Ouija board and like brought something in because they hadn't experienced that up until, you know, recent years. Right. It would be odd to, you know, you have these spirits there that are just pretty typical. You know, they're there for one reason or another, but, you know, they lived lives. They're, they're usually probably just normal people. They're just in maybe another dimension. Who the heck knows, right? Um, yeah. But to all of a sudden be getting scratches, that would be odd, right? Yeah. Maybe it could be an angry spirit yeah. or a demon or who the heck knows. Who knows? But the other thing that you should look for on the third floor, which has been seen quite a bit, is apparently there is a housekeeper that's in 20s clothing that you will see wandering around the third floor. And apparently this housekeeper is extremely friendly. She's all about the customer service, I suppose. And she's kind of like keeping a watchful eye on the other housekeepers to make sure they're doing the job correctly. That's what they suspect of this individual ghost. Like I said, pretty much all the rooms are haunted, so you don't have to worry about that. But one thing that I do think is kind of crazy is people apparently have items go missing all the time like they'll go to sleep and you know have an outfit sitting out for example mm -hmm. like you know whatever and they'll wake up and it will be gone one of the craziest things that i saw was missing from somebody was apparently their dentures they like oh took my their gosh. dentures out and put them on the table you know next to their bed and they woke up and their dentures were gone like can you imagine that like how no. would it happen how would a ghost take your dentures what would they do with the dentures i mean what do they want with these dentures i do not understand but interesting nonetheless all right so our experience at the elms hotel i think overall was fantastic like it was a lot of fun some of it was people watching especially our second night there yeah i mean there was just some interesting people watching situations happening there absolutely it seemed like, like maybe there was a wedding at another location and some of the wedding party was staying there and lots of booze flowing essentially but hilarious it made for an entertaining evening there's no doubt about it 
It did. So we stayed there two nights. Um, like I said, I I really was impressed with our room. Um, it had clearly been remodeled recently. It was clean. I really liked it. It was very comfortable. The first night we decided to take the ghost tour and that they do that seven days a week and it is extremely popular. Okay. It was $20 a person and I would say it was worth it. It was um, about a 45 minute ghost tour, but they do a really good job of telling you just a million stories. Um, and the guy yeah. kind of hangs back and he's willing to answer questions for you. We told him what room number we were in. And I was like, do you know of any stories from there? He's like, yeah, I had my own experience. I, I had sat down a piece of paper and a pen. And when I got back, it had been moved to a different spot, you know, kind of stuff like that. So right. Very personable, very nice. And just a million stories. It highlights the massive number of stories that they have. You know, it's funny. I watched the ghost hunters episode that they did there before we went. And it was funny when they were giving the uh, manager the evidence that they had found. He was like, oh, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. We've had some reports of this and, and things he didn't mention because there's just too much to even mention in a brief overview of what they're experiencing there. Yeah, exactly. Now, the first night we did do a little bit of drinking. What did we do after the ghost tour? I'm trying to remember. Did we just kind of hang out in the room? We went to the tavern, um, and we did have a couple of drinks at the tavern. We were up in the room. We did some ghost hunting up there and in the hallway, as well as the lounge area on the fifth floor. So we kind of sat up there, had our K2 meter EMF, and tried to see if we could get any kind of spirits to respond. And I will say, we did start to get a little bit of activity on the K2 meter. It we did. did seem to respond a little bit, specifically on our room. We really did not get activity on the K2 meter anywhere else in the hotel. We tried the lap pool, we tried the tavern, the lobby, different hallways throughout, and we just were not getting, you know, a lot of responses. But in our room, I mean, we were asking specific questions and it did appear to be answering a little bit here and there. Do you remember specifically what kind of triggered it to answer, Lindsay? Yeah. So if I remember right, you know, we were doing a spirit box session and, you know, we, we initially heard something like, hey, how are you? Oh, that's right. That's right. right. Mm -hmm. So we, we heard that, which was really interesting. Hard to say if it was a spirit made that but that was the one thing that we did here that I thought was really interesting it sounded like hey how are you so we thought maybe we have a spirit here that that wants to communicate and, and you got to remember these k2 meters there we also had that and an emf meter right that were sitting pretty near each other to see if it was consistent and we had them sitting in a solid spot we weren't moving it we weren't moving any electronics like we were very careful to make sure our phones were not interfering and so I said something like do you want us to turn off the lights and sit in a circle? <laughs> something really <laughs> random. Because there was something behind me. I heard right? it. Did you hear that? Yes. Right oh, when my... you said, do you want us to turn off the lights ah! and in a circle? Lisa, freak out now. Okay. Maybe there's a spirit following me that wants us to hold a seance. But so ultimately, right? So I said that and then the meter went off. And I was like, oh my gosh, maybe it does want us to interact. You know, I, 
I said that it's a rarely random statement for me to, to make, right? But I said it because we had been putting a lot out there. Like we were trying all kinds of stuff, trying to get, you know, some sort of a reaction. So we turned the lights off. We sat in a circle, but nothing really happened. But we did get quite a bit of changes on the K2 and responses periodically throughout the weekend. Like when I have it in my house, like mine's, my house is not haunted. You know, that K2 meter does not go off. just doesn't happen, right? So I've tested it in multiple scenarios. But when I take it to a haunted location like the Elms, we get reactions from possible spirits. So it's, I don't know, it's really interesting that we actually did have the K2 go off. That tells me a lot. Yeah, I I agree. And, you know, I didn't see anything. Um, I will say, so I was the one that had to sleep on the pullout sofa, unfortunately. (laughs) And you and our mom slept in the king-size bed and everybody ditched me. Lindsay was too scared to sleep on the pull-out sofa room by herself, I guess. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I'm not sleeping by myself in this haunted place. And you fall asleep at the drop of a hat, so... That's just, that was where you landed. Although I will say the one thing that did kind of weird me out a little bit, I didn't, you know, see anything or anything like that. But when I was sleeping that last night, I did wake up like a couple times where I was like startled and I just had like this, I don't even know how to describe it, almost like this horrible gut feeling. That happened a couple times and I don't really know how to explain that. It couldn't, it, maybe it was something I ate weird because I will say, you know, earlier that day I had one of the more questionable breakfasts of my life at the place, you know, maybe it was <laughs> something like that was impacting my stomach. Um, but it was strange because I am a deep sleeper. It takes a lot to wake me up and I truly did wake up and I just, I, I just had this really like dark feeling almost. Interesting. Is how I would describe it. So that was kind of interesting too. So let's talk about the prices a little bit. So the pricing, like the spa, they have this amazing spa. And what I do want to tell you all, we kind of booked it last minute. We just made a last minute decision this weekend. Let's go here. You know, um, sounds like fun. Well, this place, in order to get in, you need to try to book several weeks in advance to get into this spa. It is one of probably the nicer spas in the Midwest, I would say. It is yeah. really, really nice. They have a whole grotto area with like steam rooms, cool rooms, Roman baths, and you can get access to this. So if you buy a treatment, you get access to this grotto as well, or you can just pay like 55 bucks to hang out in the steam rooms and the Roman baths and stuff like that, which alone would be worth it. But we couldn't even get into that because we booked everything so last minute. I was really looking forward to the spa, but we missed out. So don't make the same mistake we did if you're going. Exactly. I think they recommended like a good like two to three weeks of lead time. So book in advance. Yep. Now, the rooms themselves, we did not have an issue getting into that, but do request the specific rooms that you want. About the the lowest rate you're going to see is kind of a standard king room at right around $190 a night. So it's not an inexpensive place by any means. I would say $190 being your lower priced room means that you're a pretty nice hotel. 
Right. And I will say there were three of us, so it made it a little bit more affordable to split, you know, for a two-night thing. Exactly. So if you want to upgrade and get into a higher, you know, room with maybe some additional area and space, that can go all the way up to about $274 a night, give or take, depending on, you know, are you going on a weekend, peak season, that kind of thing. And the other thing that they offer is they also offer um, kind of like a package, like paranormal package, where you will get your room and two tickets to the paranormal tour for $224. But I will say, Lindsay, I did really enjoy this place. I would not mind going back. You know, in talking to the bartender while we were there, like they were all, you know, just very nice people working there they all were okay talking about the ghosts they definitely embrace the ghosts they do Mm -hmm. you know the bartender was saying to me you know one of those nights that we were there that he was like look he's like people came here for the spring water people died all over this town like we had gangsters here a lot like you know Al Capone he's like here's the reality it's not just this hotel that's haunted like most of the houses that are in this town are haunted right because of the land the water you know and what has occurred there over time and there's a lot of really cool like haunted places like in the general vicinity of the elms hotel um so when we go back i think we're definitely gonna have to check out some of those other those other things that we can go do haunted travel wise for sure Absolutely. I agree. I had a fun time. It's it's a great location. It's fun for like uh like kind of a girls weekend like what we did. Also, there were lots of people there like celebrating anniversaries and so it's a nice place that's relaxing and can be, you know, a great just weekend stay. But it also has ghosts. So you can't go wrong, right? Exactly. Okay, guys, so we are moving into that final little piece of the show. I have a really good listener email for you guys this week that offers a lot of insight to the current situation at the Stanley Hotel. So this is an email from Denise, and she lives in Janesville, Iowa. So thank you, Denise, for reaching out to us. I'm going to just read through your email really quick. She says, hi, I just found your podcast and was listening to your Stanley Hotel episode. My husband and I went September of 2019 for our 30th anniversary, so about almost a year ago. They stayed two nights on the fourth floor, the room that the man stands at the end of your bed. (laughs) I wonder if she got much sleep. That would be, uh, that's a scary one. Okay. That one is. Okay, I'll keep reading. So she says, we didn't have anything happen in our room that we saw. They do have portable AC units in the room um, that sucks the air from the outside in, so it does really help. So heads up, I know we talked about no AC. They also don't play The Shining on a specific channel. Apparently, they quit the week before they came. Oh. Yeah, I know. She said, she, I tried running our video camera in the room, and it wouldn't work. So now I'm sure it was the ghosts. We brought an EMF detector, and my husband used it while I did the night history tour. He said it was quiet the whole time until I came back in the room. Then it started lighting up, like I brought something back with me. The history tour did mention a lot of ghosts. So ultimately, it sounds like, I know we talked about the history tour and we were curious about whether or not it was ghosts, but Denise kind of confirms that it does. She says, we did get get to go into the tunnel below the main hotel, but it was only for about 20 feet of it. They let us take pictures, but no video or audio. There's a story about a girl that was hiding in the winter in the music hall and she was kicked out when she was, um, when she was found and she died in the elements. 
but nothing concrete was found for that theory. But there is a ghost in the music hall that will interact with you, a girl. The tour guide was great. He had us all sit in the dark in a couple of the rooms. He asked her to open the door and shut it, and she did, which is amazing. That is really cool. Unbelievable. I know. She said a few of us hung back on the tour as much as we could and watched the same door a while. We did watch it shut and open again when we were about 20 feet away. So that was cool. No windows open and no AC vents, so that didn't cause it. If we go again, I'd stay in the lodge. It's cheaper, but we can still wander the large hotel. Loved visiting it. We live in Iowa and have family in Colorado and Wyoming, so we go out there once a year to the area. Thanks. I'm glad I found your podcast. Thank you so much, Denise, for that email. I love hearing those updates about what you've experienced at the Stanley since the last time I was able to go, because you've definitely went much more recently than I did. I went probably like three or four years ago. I I can't remember exactly what year it was. Really cool place. And I love that you were actually able to experience something with that door opening and closing. I I think that is huge activity. Absolutely. And so also remember the video camera she tried to set up that would not work. Think about your phone. Exactly. It sounds like electronic devices are constantly impacted at this place. So really interesting. I agree. I, I think that is fascinating. And so it wasn't just me. It's, you know, right. multiple people at the Stanley. Absolutely. All right, Denise, thank you so much for sending that to us. If you guys want to reach out to us, just like Denise did, if you have an update for us, if you have a ghost story, any of the above, shoot us an email. Um, you can find us at yourhauntedholiday.com. You can hit the contact us link. It'll send us a message. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, all of that stuff reach out to us any of those ways definitely go check out our website because we went to the elms hotel we took some video and some pictures that we will post on the episode section for you guys uh we'll also have a video put up it'll be linked but our youtube page will have it as well so just something to watch out for make sure that if you're listening and you like the show to rate us five stars and leave us a review it means a lot whenever we get those reviews it helps us get more listeners so awesome thank you guys for listening stay healthy and safe everybody 